Hey everybody, welcome back. This is Rebecca, your host of Across State Lines. I'm very excited to share this episode with you. I interviewed my friend James, who is from Indiana and is currently in Thailand. So through the powers of the internet, I was able to talk to my friend and get some really good information about Indiana, but I just want to let you know ahead of time that probably the first like 25 minutes are about Indiana and then the whole rest of the podcast, about a half hour, we don't really talk about Indiana at all. Not to say there isn't great things about Indiana, it's just, you know, kind of ran out of steam on that topic, Uh, but there's a lot of good stuff in here, a lot of good travel tips uh, just about our lifestyle. Uh, James is still out there traveling, so he's going to share some really cool stuff with everyone. So enjoy the show. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us. We have another episode of Across State Lines. Uh, This week, we are going to interview my only friend from Indiana. Sorry if I forgot anybody, but I really can't think of anybody else that's from Indiana. This is my friend James Lang. Say hi. Hello. There's a little bit of a delay because James is in Thailand. You know, it's like April 2nd, and coronavirus is a big deal and James decided to just abandon ship he was already in Asia anyway so he just decided not to come home and he's going to ride this out in Asia tell our listeners where you are and what it's like in Thailand I'm here uh in Ao Nang there's a really cool beach nearby if anyone's ever been to Thailand and it's uh in Krabi district right outside of Krabi so close to Phuket in the south the, the virus doesn't seem to be that big of a deal here. They, they did close down stuff uh, recently, uh, like restaurants, but they're still doing takeout and everything. At the supermarket, you go to the supermarket and they make you, they take your temperature before you go in and mm-hmm. then they give you hand sanitizer and they won't let you in if you're not wearing a mask. All right. That's better than here. So we have none of that here. <laughs> it's like stem the infection. It's pretty wild. <laughs> Everything is just slowed down. So it kind of feels like I'm in Los Angeles and it just feels like we're in a smaller town because there's just less traffic. But they have like at the grocery store, they like put lines on the ground where you're supposed to walk and stuff. And like it's six feet is like the big rule. Six feet apart is the big thing. And now we're just starting to tell people to wear masks when they walk around. But anyway. All right, so we're not here to talk about coronavirus. We're here to talk about Indiana. So I wrote down some notes, but generally, what is your connection to Indiana? How long did you live there? What did you do when you lived there? Did you ever work in Indiana? You went to school there. So just tell us a little bit about your connection to the state. So I was born in in Indiana in Terre Haute. Um, I spent my first 18 years living in Terre Haute. Back and forth, actually, between Indiana and Illinois. Uh, my parents have separated pretty much my entire life. So uh, my dad is actually a farmer. It's about he lives about an hour away from where I live. So um, mm-hmm. and then when after high school, I decided to go to Purdue University up north in West Lafayette. Did the four years there, and then pretty much since then, I've just been traveling and going back home whenever uh, it, mm-hmm. it's time to go back home and see family and friends. Would you say that it's usually harvest time when it's time to go back home? You usually, don't you usually go home for harvest? Uh, not last year. 
So I, I do help okay. my dad out for harvest. Yeah, corn and soybeans. That's all they grow in the Midwest. Mm-hmm. Can you give us some information about corn? Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> so yes. uh, when I was when I was 12 years old, uh, actually, maybe I, I might have been 13, but the age limit is 12. You can work in the cornfields. So yeah. for agricultural labor, there's no child labor laws. Like they they work a little bit differently than the rest of the laws. So first thing in the morning, you out, you go out and the, the corn's really wet from the dew from the night before. So it's freezing cold. And mm-hmm. you pick the tassels out of the, the top of the corn. And basically what you're doing is, is to prevent the female corn from pollinating itself. Okay. And rather you want the, the male corn to pollinate the female corn. So the way it's planted is one row male, two rows female, one row male. And they do this so that uh, the male is pollinating the female. And this is able to like uh, produce different cross genetics. So a corn that's able to, uh, you know, withstand heat or withstand uh, floodwaters, mm-hmm. um, withstand wind. They all have different attributes. And I guess the really good farmers, they kind of diversify their pol- portfolio as if you would diversify like an investment. Yeah, uh, you're diversifying this and so that you're kind of ready for uh, strong winds or strong uh, drought or flood or whatever. So it's yep. it's really hard work. A lot of people say that it wasn't for them. Uh, you, I mean, you're just basically just walking in the sun all day. Yeah, I did that for six or seven years. I became a crew boss and started bossing kids around. But you really get the worst kind of kids out there, the ones that are, are willing to just like do hard work for money i guess I so guess you were people, a kid but... in, you were a kid in charge yeah, of other sorry. kids uh i was in charge when i was 15 so yeah i was in charge of like sometimes kids older than me or most of the time younger than me but yeah. it got to be really bad when i was older i i couldn't stand it anymore being on the school bus we would have to be on the school bus for like an hour and these kids just screaming and you know it's summer so the kids are going wild but I think so. We would fill up two or three school buses. So of children to go do field labor. Yeah, oh my yeah. God. Not everyone wow. was a child. There were some older people, but for the I mean, unemployed older people who are looking for work. But yeah, most of the time it was just children. <laughs> they still do that today. This is, yeah, why Because you're not that you're you're younger than me. So this is not that long ago. This is like what, like a decade ago. Like, yeah, they also yeah. have uh, they also have like uh, different crews of I think illegal immigrants, just buses full of. I don't know how it works, but so you're literally on. You're just walking rows and you're picking the tops off, and then yeah, pretty much. And then is the grass like really coarse? Like, does it cut your hands and stuff? Is it like kind of sharp at all, or not really? Yeah. So when I first started, I used gloves. I had a hat. I wore sunglasses. Mm-hmm. Um, I wore long sleeves and long pants because mm-hmm. the corn can cut your skin and it'll irritate your skin. Yeah. Um, and depending on, you know, how allergic you are to it, it can be pretty itchy and annoying. Yeah. Um, but after my first two years, I think I quit the dr- the, the gloves. Really? But actually, um, later on in the season, when the male plants start to pollinate, yeah, uh, you get the pollen all over you. And right. it's, it's really, really itchy. Uh, it's probably one of the worst parts about it. Is it sticky too or just like, is it like a powder? Like 
Yeah, is it... it's like a super fine powder. What kind color like is Keef. it? Yellow? It's like Keef, exactly like Keef, except yeah. for... Except you can't smoke it. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Holy shit. And then at the end, so in the beginning, it must be kind of like waist high. And then it grows over your head as the season continues, right? Yeah, it really depends on uh, the farmer's field, I guess, how far you get in there. Yeah, but towards the end of the season, I think it really depends on, you know, when you get out there and and stuff. Mm -hmm, But uh, mm -hmm. sometimes we would be picking corn up above our head, which really sucks. Yeah. And sometimes the corn would be so short that you have to pull it so gently that it doesn't rip the whole corn out. Right. Because if you have it's to have, like, too a light short, touch. The, the, roots, the roots aren't really developed yet. Mm-hmm. And then I've also seen videos of you like harvesting it like in one of those giant vehicles and you're just like sweeping the fields. You do that too, right? Uh, so my dad typically runs the, the harvester to yeah. uh, the combine to harvest but then he takes it and then he dumps it into a, a truck or rather it's called a, uh, I don't know. It's this giant wagon pulled by a, yeah. a tractor. And so what yeah. I do is I drive the tractor to mm-hmm. the grain uh, to where he deposits the grain. Yeah. And then I line up the chute mm-hmm. of the, of the wagon right into the, the, uh, the auger. Mm-hmm. It's this thing that jacks the corn, the stuff into the silo for it to get yeah. stored. Yeah. And, uh, and these are kernels at that point? Yeah. Okay. Not yeah. not like corn cobs of corn. Like you eat at the – like you eat at dinner. These are just the kernels. Right. So yeah. the, when he harvested, it actually t- rips up the whole plant and the corn cob and it spits it out the back end. Mm-hmm. And then all the corn gets funneled into the uh, – into the – to the little bin on the combine for it to store and then is this for human consumption or is this for like cattle feed i think both but uh um, yeah. but yeah we we consume corn and everything like uh you mm. know list corn <laughs> list <them. laughs> uh, what do you got corn meal obviously yeah. you got corn yeah. uh cereal all kinds of different yeah. snacks are made out of corn like cheetos and stuff like this oh yeah uh i mean mostly snacks i guess uh then you have uh corn chips obviously even, yeah uh yeah. tortillas and then there's mm-hmm. even corn in uh in electronics there's corn really? starch and to make mm-hmm. like a more environmentally friendly uh electronic pieces wow interesting yeah cool <laughs> It's quite, I am interested. Oh, I, the most crazy part is the child labor. That's like so crazy. I remember when I was backpacking through Guatemala, there was some Canadian guy and he was talking about how he wanted to have a lot of kids because he was like this Canadian farmer and he's like, the more kids you have, then the more free labor you get. And I was like, oh, that's kind of dark and weird. But yeah, I, I was guess actually it's still reading, true. I was reading this book called uh, Sapiens. I, I, I really recommend it. It was really cool. But okay. it basically talked about how that's the entire reason that the that humans yeah. have ballooned so much is because of agriculture. Yeah. Because they they needed to have people around to help them with the with the fields, yeah. and then as they uh, had more kids to help them with the fields, they needed to plant more things to feed the the family, and so it was just a vicious cycle. Yes. Yes. That exactly. ended up ballooning the human population. And now look at us. Yeah, Yikes. look at us. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, it's gonna be 
definitely a turning point in our human history at this exact moment. We'll see how it turns out. Okay, so, okay, I'm so glad we got the corn thing going. So tell me more about, that was in the summer pretty much, right? Like that would be like what, July to September? So what would be the rest of your year growing up in in the, I don't know, was it suburbs or did you really grow up in like a farm town? And did you ever go to the city? Like, do you remember field trips into the city to all those great museums that I've been researching or what? So uh, I, in Terre Haute, it's like a city of 60,000. So, I mean, okay. a town city, whatever you want to call it. So I lived right on the size. outskirts yeah. uh, in more of like a sub suburb kind of place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would drive into town all the time. Actually, my hometown, though, is covered with trains, train tracks. So Why? when I went to school, I would have to pass over three train tracks. Oh, really? And is two that of them the po- were right next to each other. So sometimes a train would go by, and then right yeah. as that train's done, another train would go by in the other direction. Ooh. So and, would you... Okay, go ahead. Yeah. And all the time, these trains would be stopping, and they would just stop in the middle of the track, and uh, you just have to sit there because they're, they're stopped. There's, and sometimes you'd try to drive around the train track, go a different way home. But yeah. most of the time, you just end up waiting. Oh, so it was, like, dangerous to try and cross the tracks. There was no, like, bridges to walk over them. You had to just kind of dodge them. Is that what I'm, you're talking about in, I'm talking about in a car. Oh, like gotcha, when I would gotcha, drive gotcha. to school or drive anywhere. Gotcha. So, you, so, like, beating the train is, like, a real thing. Would you ever race yeah, the so train lot, to try and beat it? Uh, not so much. I mean, it's pretty dangerous. Mm-hmm. You have to be the first person in line anyway. Uh, but oh, okay. sometimes... Sometimes the rail crossings go down and there's actually no train. So you kind of have to be vigilant. Yeah. Because um, sometimes you have to go because there's no train and the the arms are down anyway. So you have to go around them. Oh, wow. So. Yikes. Well, I remember as part of our CDL training that we would have to stop. And like even if the arms weren't down, you'd stop at a train track right and like look right and left and also part of the test was you to roll down your window and listen for the train to make sure and um that you didn't get hit by a train remember that yeah that's a school bus driver thing i never actually did it (laughs) no i never did it either i remember like (laughs) slowing down (laughs) like when you got to the train tracks but we have places to be um jay oh for our listeners james is also another co-guide if you've noticed a trend um and we ran i think did we only run one trip together i think it's just one I trip think so yeah we ran and i think it was best of the west right i think right. so um but yeah so we both drove the the tour bus and we had a pretty fun trip it was really fun okay cool all right so that's Terre Haute. and then what does your town have to offer like were there was there like did you play sports in high school? Did you have like a big prom and all that kind of jazz or not really? Yeah, there's What's a lot it of like math. in Indiana? Oh, okay. <laughs> in your high school? Oh, in no, high not school? in high school, no. Oh, in high okay. school, I was, uh, I guess I was just sort of a rebel kid. I just yeah. really played video games and tried to yeah. create some outside world because I didn't really like, I don't know, I yeah. don't really like Indiana. Um, yeah. I think yeah, uh, I was anticipating I, that. Yeah, I've yeah. never really been into sports. I played some sports as a kid, but I, I they never really took off with me. Mm-hmm. But you're an athletic uh, guy. I mean, you you were like very outdoorsy, just kind of not in like an organized sport kind of way. Right. I would say. Okay, cool. So, would you ever go to Indianapolis? Would you ever 
hang out there or go on field trips or anything like that? Do you have any fond memories of the big city or not at all? I mean, how far is it from where you are? So it's about an hour on I-70. Okay. That's not far. Which, by the way, I think it's pretty interesting to mention that uh, there's been so many crashes on this one stretch of I-70 that there's a huge community of people in Terre Haute who are terrified to drive. on the fastest way to get from Terre Haute to Indianapolis. I think it's been sort of uh, labeled as the death highway, I guess, by the local news station. And so I know my, my mom, my uncle, uh, my, I have like several different uh, parents of friends who will not travel on On this one road to 70. So instead they take a 30 minute, it adds, it adds like 20, 30 minutes. They take 40 which yeah. to Indy, which takes forever because you have stoplights and it's not an interstate. Oh, I see it. But yep. anyway, Looking at a map. Um, well, that yeah. sounds kind of like the plot to Dirty Dancing. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's, uh, what it, that's what happens is they, the brother goes to the big city to go dancing and he gets in a car wreck on the way home and the preacher's like, no more dancing because of the car accident, which is not <laughs> rational. I wonder if that takes place in Indiana. It's, go- it's definitely a Midwest town. Okay, so so you take 70 to Indianapolis. Got it. Yeah. So you take 70. Uh, Indianapolis itself, I personally don't think it has a lot to offer. It's uh, It's got like this square of interstates that surround the city. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like a loop around the city, which is okay. pretty nice. Indiana is the crossroads of America, if you didn't know. Yeah. Um, but i guess a lot of people are moving to indianapolis nowadays because of cheap cheaper cost of living yeah um, good job opportunities i think most people if they decide to stay in indiana and pursue some sort of uh career a lot of them end up going to indianapolis because that's where the jobs are yeah what kind of jobs are there like what is it technology is it distribution like what is the yeah um i guess it's a mix they're Eli Lilly is there. It's like a big pharmaceutical company is is headquartered Mm -hmm. there. Mm -hmm. As far as like specific companies, I'm not, you know, really sure. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's not much in Indiana as, as far as, uh, as, as parks go. I don't think that there are any national parks. Yes, that's right. I was looking that up. There's no (laughs) national parks in the whole state, which is crazy. The the best thing of Indiana is uh, Turkey run state park. It's really small, but it's, it's really beautiful. And okay. I've been all around Indiana uh, to the to the state parks. And I mean, it's just basically the same park that you get in every other state in the Midwest. It's right. nothing special, really. Okay. So Turkey, it looks like Turkey Run has like some uh, kind of like cool haulers, like uh, ravines or something like that. With yeah. Some like water a, features. Like, yeah. Like limestone um, mm-hmm. yeah. carved out canyons pretty yeah. small but it's yeah it's it's nice and then what about going to the beach because i watched a bunch of um tourism commercials before our call and they were really pushing this beach <laughs> it's like michigan city did you ever yeah. go there as a kid yeah i have a f- i have some friends from there but really i i guess i haven't really traveled all across indiana so much i normally yeah. go out of state i'm yeah. normally on the west side from Terre Haute yeah. and lafayette uh to yeah. indy uh but the indiana beach is kind of northeast but i don't really see the point of going mm-hmm. i think it's just like any other beach on the great lake cold water i mean you have seasonality of it like through the yeah. summer is probably okay but with a lot of people end up moving to chicago from your hometown 
Or no. like anyone with it? No. Okay. If if you... I were going to stay in the Midwest, though, I would have moved to Chicago, I think. Yeah. But you really never. Great. Yeah. It's a great city, but there's really nothing around it. I think you have to leave for hours and hours before you find like uh, good outdoors things to do. Mm-hmm. And you've never really lived. And have you lived anywhere else since you left college? Like, have you ever moved into an apartment in any anywhere? Um, I don't think you have. No. <laughs> no, but when I was when I was in college, I did uh, I did live in Chicago for a summer, and it was really cool. Okay, what'd you do that summer? Were you working or were you just hanging out? Yeah, I worked for a company called Four Star Restaurant Group. Okay. They have a few different kinds of restaurants. So we did like uh, barbecue for rib fest blues fest mm-hmm. Lollapalooza. we kind of catered um mm-hmm. yeah it was good it was good fun but yeah yeah restaurants aren't really for me did you major what do you major in hospitality what do you hospitality major yeah hospitality yeah. and tourism management it was mostly yeah, yeah, focused yeah. on hotels and restaurants yeah yeah i remember <clears throat> that's cool well we'll see how that pans out it's like the two industries that are like most screwed right now um, right. <laughs> <laughs> like so bad like every everything i listen to like those are like the two things people don't even really care about tourism honestly nobody even it's such a luxury to go on a trip now like no one even like thinks about all the people that are out of jobs it's a lot of people i mean hotels no, it's really crazy because these people are out of jobs and they they have like no insurance they have no yeah um, yeah they have no way to get money they have no job like their job yeah. security is nothing yeah. They make their money on tips, but now they yep. can't make any money. Yeah. Everything will be fine. I was thinking, actually, yeah. you know how I don't have any tattoos? You don't have any tattoos either. Oh, no, you do. I don't remember. I do. do you, know- you do. Yeah. I don't I don't have any. And so I was actually thinking when this is all over, because it will end, I was going to, like, get a tattoo finally, and I was going to do nothing matters, everything is fine. <laughs> <laughs> On my ribcage. I'm thinking, I'm like really considering it. Because nothing idea. matters. Nothing matters. Everything's fine. Like we're going to, we're going to keep living. Like life will go on. It's just going to be completely different or a, a little bit different. I don't know. We're going to we'll find see out, what I happens, guess. I guess. Okay. To talk more about Indiana, I wrote down, um, <laughs> did you, do you have memories of going to the Lincoln Boyhood Museum? Because I've been there. Do you remember going there? Where is that again? It's in Indiana. <laughs> Because Lincoln's from Indiana, right? Don't you yeah, guys it's actually, that? Yeah, it's pretty funny because you, you drive into Illinois and it says uh, Lincoln's, uh, the land of Lincoln, right? Yeah. And then you drive yeah. back into Indiana and it says Lincoln's boyhood home. Yeah. So so there's absolutely nothing going for Indiana except for the fact that Abraham Lincoln lived there as a child. Like, yeah, 150 like a little years bit. ago. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or 200 years I- ago. <laughs> Oh, so, okay, so, yeah, that's the thing, because Kentucky kind of reps him, too. It's way south. It's almost at the Kentucky border. It's way south. Um, but what about Santa Claus? Have you been to Santa Claus? Santa Claus, I just know of Holiday World. I don't really remember what it looks like. Is it, like, a, a cute little it's, touristy town? Yeah, it's, like, a touristy town. I know like you go I, well, all over the U.S.? <laughs> but, it, no, I think it's, like, way more rural than that. But did you remember going to Holiday Land when you were a kid? Yeah, I've been several times, I guess. Yeah. As a child and then once as a teenager. I mean it's it's yeah. famous for its, it's right roller next, coasters. It's right next to the Lincoln thing. Oh, okay. <laughs> you just don't remember. <laughs> it's very close. Yeah, so we did both of those things. But that's like all I really remember. Oh, and then I wanted to mention so 
James and I didn't do this trip together, but you've done the Northern Cross trip, right? Yeah. Okay. Did you do it a few times or just once? Just once. Okay. What were your thoughts when of all the places that we could stop in Indiana, we stopped at Shipshawana, which is a freaking Amish city, Amish town. Did you think that represented Indiana the way that you would want it to be represented? I think the the Amish aren't really so big in Indiana. I guess I I mean I guess they're kind of just big in the Midwest, but really it's just a stop. It's on the side of the highway. The only <laughs> reason why we stopped there to begin with is because we pull right off at ninety. I mean, for what it's yeah. worth, it's it, it's better than stopping at a rest stop or you know right yeah some other place, but it's really not that great. Yeah, I think I remember getting like taffy or something when I was there. Well, where else is there? Where, like, what are there some other places in Indiana that stand out to you that you that are worth mentioning? Like, is there anywhere else that if someone was like, I'm moving to Indiana and I want to, you know, explore the state, what would you recommend other than the Turkey State Park? Yeah. <laughs> what else is there to see? I, I would just recommend that they don't move to Indiana. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, All right. <laughs> so this might conclude the indiana part of the podcast <laughs> Go ahead. Um, like you got bloomington mm-hmm. you know bloomington's a pretty cool city it's where iu university is mm-hmm. so most people in indiana if they want to go to a big university they either go to iu or purdue iu yeah. is more renowned for like its college life bloomington's yeah. a really cool city if i were to live in indiana i would live in bloomington okay um, cool but i, I decided to go to purdue because it's not just like another state university yeah. name. At least it has like this own uh, persona of being, you know, it, some people think that it's even like an Ivy League school. It's not. No, I think it is. I think when you it, told me you went to Purdue, I was very impressed from as a person from California. That's I, why I went. There, I knew about Purdue. My degree, yeah. My degree yeah. has nothing to do with being impressed. Uh, Purdue's pretty <laughs> famous for like ag- agriculture and uh engineering it's huge on engineering but unless you study you know certain programs it's really not super impressive but just by having the name saying that i went to purdue people think that i'm a lot smarter than i am i guess you're smart why didn't you go into agriculture you just knew that you you just knew from the start you didn't want to continue the family legacy of being a corn farmer yeah i guess as a child i kind of just saw it you know uh the thing is about indiana and most of the midwest is it's they just it's one it's flat completely flat and it's corn and it's soybeans and so you have these alternating crops but uh in the spring you know people plant it grows and then it's really tall and then in the fall it's it's like brown and then they harvest it and then in the winter there's nothing Yeah. There's nothing until the spring, until the plants start again. So you just have these endless fields. You can drive in any direction and you just have endless fields of nothing. And yeah. there's also like this, this overcast that comes in about November and it lasts until about March. And the sun like really just doesn't hardly even come out, I think, in the yeah. winter. Everyone's yeah. got seasonal depression. Um, yeah, well, I knew I didn't from know a young that. age that I did not want to live yeah. in the Midwest. Gotcha. Yeah. And you were giving, I don't know if you're necessarily giving me a hard time, but you definitely, I think you said, I can't believe you're living in Los Angeles. I can't believe you chose that place. And I'm like, yeah, well, the weather's nice. Like that's like one of the number one redeeming qualities of living here. Honestly, like the weather's, the weather's (laughs) really nice all the time. It's really nice. And 
um, even with the quarantine and the self isolation and everything, I've been going stopped. But today I went on a really long walk. They closed all the parks, like they closed everything down. So you can't even go walking in the park anymore. Not that I wanted to, cause it was getting way too crowded, but I went on a seven mile urban hike today and it was gorgeous out and it's gorgeous here all the time. It rains like maybe for like three weeks out of the year. And then it's like really nice. So that's why, I, that's why I'm living here. It's nicer than San Francisco weather. San Francisco can be really, really gray. So I don't, anyway. I don't blame you for living in LA. I think it's, it's a much better choice than, yeah. um, than the other choice is probably Colorado, but mm, not yet. Maybe later. I don't know. So, okay. Tell the, our listeners, cause you know, across state lines and we are talking about America, but also, I have the privilege of being friends with all these cool tour guides that travel so much. So can you just tell our listeners, just for, like, inspiration, because you never know who might be inspired, like, what is your travel trajectory? Like, where have you traveled the most? What do you like the most? And how do you keep going? I know you're cheap. You're super cheap. So you, you make a dollar go really far. But um, how do you – and even when you're in the States, I know you're super cheap. But, like, how? what are your secrets to travel and – yeah, tell us about kind of like after college, where you've been and stuff other, other than tour guiding. Mass- you're, so you're talking international travel? Yeah, 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 international okay. travel. Yeah, whatever you've been up to. Yeah, so so my number one tip for anyone who wants to travel long term is not be attached to any place, I guess. Uh, yeah. Not having an apartment. That's really how I do it. Yeah, that's how I did it too. Um, so working for G Adventures has been really great because I've been able to work um, – you know half the year and then half the year travel but the best part is that i don't have to pay for an apartment i don't have a car i don't have anything keeping me to one place yeah um so i'm able to save up a lot of money and then when you travel like in south america i would budget about one thousand dollars a month yeah um so that's about thirty dollars a day yeah Um, it's a lot in south america i think yeah, well, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, that, I haven't done actually, South America, Central America. It seems like that would be a lot. But go ahead. It is, you know, it's a pretty, it's actually a pretty good budget. I think it's not like I'm not skimping on it. I have, yeah. you know, if you want to drink beer, you want to have coffee, you want to do other things. I mean, uh, you have to, you know, cut corners some places, and in other places, you got to splurge a little bit. You know, depending on your own personal uh, requirements. But yeah, in Southeast Asia, it's way easier. It's more like fifteen dollars a day. And so I, I stay in a in a place. If you share, if if you stay in a dorm or something in South America, it's like maybe ten dollars for a night. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's mm-hmm. you know. I think it was um, seven when I was in Guatemala in two thousand fifteen. It was about seven dollars a night. Yeah. You know, you you can bargain them down, but yeah, I have the privilege to live in a Western country where I'm able to make a a currency and travel in their country. If yeah. you go to Mexico, so many people work every single day and that they're not able to travel anywhere yeah because no, for their sure. currency yeah. is not worth that much absolutely and so the you minimum did... wage obviously is way lower well if there even is a minimum wage in a lot of places yeah, like, i think in mexico it... it's like less than ten dollars per day oh yeah you Thanks. can work all day and get get like ten dollars or less maybe <sighs> yeah yeah it's really rough so you've done a lot of South America, and then you've also done India and a lot of Asia, right? And yeah, you've also done a lot India. of Europe. Not so much in Europe. 
mostly yeah. just Germany. I've been to Germany a couple times. I had an exchange when I was in high school. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, the German kids came to Terre Haute. It Ooh. was pretty funny because they were in uh, German class, and these kids asked them, uh, do you have running water? Do you have electricity? Wait, they asked the German kids that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 It's really <laughs> embarrassing, actually. <laughs> and the German kids are like, yeah. <laughs> like, really nice. <laughs> I think oh, that wow. it, was, it was an embarrassment for the teachers, actually. But what, Do you remember what city they were from, the German kids? Uh, those German kids, I can't remember exactly. The ones that I had the exchange with was actually this small town called Willigenschwanigen. Mm-hmm. It's in Baden-Württemberg in the southwest of Germany. Okay. Sounds nice. Yeah. So you were so there for I, a whole semester? No, actually, I was only there for two weeks. So it wasn't okay. really exchange. It was kind of like a... Like a house swap. Like a cultural or, yeah. house yeah. swap trip sort of thing, yeah. Were there other kids from your high school in the same town at the same school as you at the same time? Or were you on your own? Yeah, there were other kids. Yeah, it was yeah. like a group trip with our German class. That sounds fun. It was, was yeah, it? it was crazy fun. It was like our first time like really being away from our parents. And so the first thing we do is, of course, go and get beer because we're 17 and you yeah. can drink beer at 16 in Germany. Yeah. You know, we're just chain smoking cigarettes in the rooms and uh, <laughs> yeah, just getting into all sorts of crazy shenanigans. That sounds fun. Was there any structure? <laughs> like, did you have to go to school every day? I don't think we, I think we went to the school once, but I, it was over Christmas break. So the school was actually closed. Oh, wow. Yeah. So we served Chris, we did Christmas with them. Oh, that's cool. cool. Uh, I did Christmas one year in Germany and because I have family outside Munich, some cousins for some reason, and it was really fun. But I we went to the Christmas market, but also one thing that really stood out was they put these ornaments on the tree and then they lit real candles on the Christmas tree. So the Christmas really? tree had like real – yeah, like real burning candles that on it. That sounds really dangerous. Yeah. Yeah, I think their excuse. I think their logic was like, we just this is a fresh cut tree. It's like very alive. It's not like a dead, like uh, dry tree. So they would, sure. yeah, like put real whatever. I don't know, it's like old Bavarian stuff. Um, well, that's cool. I think that that kind of experience is super fun when you're young. Because I did the same thing for a theater trip. We went to London and we did the exact same thing. We went to the grocery store and bought beer like the first night, and we had our own loft, and then like kind of a mess oh one my friend rose shout out to rose if she's listening she we had like a 30 minute lunch break one time and she went off and got her tongue pierced on on the lunch break yeah (laughs) like literally like really ambitious yeah pretty awesome but yeah but yeah those trips are fun i think those are super important if you ever get it if you're young and you get a chance to do those okay i only regret not going for a full semester yeah was that an option did you have that chance I think I think everyone has that chance. Everyone from you know a Western mm-hmm. country, right? That's true. Yeah, you, but you don't know. You don't know. You don't know. Like, there's so many things I've learned about travel as I go that I didn't realize like were available to me. Like, so I mean, even there's in, always something. In university, yeah, like uh, you could have done that, but I was like too afraid. Yeah. I didn't want to miss out time with my friends. And I, I know I, college is so fun. Yeah, college is so fun, and you don't want to miss anything. I think so. I did yeah. a semester abroad in Spain. Did you didn't do an you didn't do an exchange or a semester abroad? No, you did a whole semester. Yeah, <laughs> I did this? a whole semester. Yeah, Terrible. Okay. You know it's not good. I try. Right before the coronavirus really broke out, I went to Mexico City, and I also went to. In the last year, I went to Cuba, 
and and then before that I went to Puerto Rico. So I've had a few chances to practice my Spanish and it's not terrible. I mean, it's not good, but I surprise myself when I'm out and about. I've spent like over a year in South America and Mexico, so yeah. I've really made it a point if I'm going to spend yeah. that much time there to learn it. Yeah, because really you had difficult, a, but you, you had like a taco friend, right? That you would go talk to every day yeah. when you lived in Mexico. Yeah, so when I first got to Colombia, I started my backpacking in Colombia. That was the first place I went to. I had three semesters of Spanish in school, and then pretty much everyone you meet at a hostel is going to be from Europe, so no yeah. one's really speaking Spanish. Even yeah. if you find someone who speaks a foreign language that you want to learn, it's like you're going to default back to English because it's easier and you're always yeah. going to do it no matter okay. what. So the real way to learn another language, I think, is to find someone who doesn't speak English. Mm-hmm. That way that you can uh, you really have to force yourself to learn. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a good so tip. when I was. Yeah, so I was in uh, South America for like six months and then finally I went to Mexico and I stayed with my friends in a place called Tepic, but there's this guy outside who sold the best fish tacos. And mm-hmm. I went to him every single day for breakfast and ate fish tacos. <laughs> and he had the patience and he had nothing else to do than just sit there and talk to me. So that's what mm-hmm. we did. And that's that's when my all the learning of Spanish that I've tried and tried and tried to do, that's when it mm-hmm. all clicked and I was able to actually start speaking it. That's awesome. Good. Yeah. Okay. And, and then, then since then, I went back to Mexico for like four months. Wow. Yeah. It's amazing that you were able to fill your time. You, you're always – you impress me how ambitious you are with your travel because the long – I get exhausted. After three months, I get traveler's fatigue and I just really want to come home. And I do. I always come back after about two and a half, three months is kind of my li- – is my limit. Not kind of. It is my limit. And I've yeah, learned that. But I, you go longer. I mean you, you just take off. Well, it's. I also hit a limit around four months. I've learned. I think. I don't know. It it depends. I stay in one area for a couple of weeks if I feel tired, and then I yeah. go to a new place, and then there's new stuff to do. Like I think I was in Mexico for about three three and a half months, maybe, and then I went into Guatemala, and then in Guatemala there's all these crazy cool volcanoes you can hike and it's like Mm -hmm. a completely different culture it was really cool i like what i spent a lot lot of time i spent a lot of time in san cristobal de de las casas and chiapas Mm -hmm. because i was just so tired of traveling i think i stayed there at least two weeks three weeks i've just written this this whole year off i just come but i'm just like 2020 is a wash time to like (laughs) find a new no really like i'm just like i'm like this year is done and i'll just let's just start planning for next year on it my birthday's coming up in two weeks my roommate's like what are you gonna do for your birthday and i was like nothing <laughs> like are you kidding like there's no there's no birthday this year there's no nothing it's okay i just want it to be over because like we're kind of getting off topic but like g adventures for example example that i did that for four years and it's just like now that it's over it's just like a blip like good like you did it it's done it was four years of my life like i just want coronavirus to just pass and just boom like just get it done it's just gonna be i think a, a year i hope it's a year and nothing more we'll see yeah it's it's gonna be interesting to see the how we progress into finding some sort of work because i, yeah. I don't know where i'm gonna work yeah what do you are you what about travel in general like are you i guess i know the answer i mean you're you can't really go anywhere right now right like even if you wanted to so I could I could actually get a flight home if I wanted yeah. to, but I think that yeah. 
just the risk of of being around so many people and then being trapped on a plane with the same pressurized air recirculating. I mean, yeah. if if I was able to get a mask with a ventilator, I would feel a lot better about it. But yeah. I, it's not really that I'm scared of getting the virus so much, but rather I don't want to spread it. I want it to yeah. just stop where it's at. And I'm definitely not going to go home and see my family after yeah. flying. So I, I might as well just stay here. Or, you know, first, first shit out of luck, you know, like it's going to be a while before we land on our feet again. Uh, it's okay. Yeah, I still got a bit of a cushion, but I, yeah, I just, uh, I've actually quit social media for the most part. So that's been pretty nice. Mm, that's a good idea. Cool. So tell us a little bit just to like go back to travel more and less Corona. What, what has been your favorite, what are some of your favorite places? And how about like a challenging place to visit if you're an experienced backpacker and you've already been around and you have some tricks up your sleeve and then maybe like a good jumping off point. Like what are the two, like a, an easy one and a really difficult one. Where would you suggest visiting? I guess it depends on your budget mostly. I mean, if you have the budget, uh, you know, Europe's probably the best place to backpack, right? Yeah. To start. Um, yeah. I mean, that's true. There's That's where I started. Easy, like Peru, uh, the mm-hmm. Inca trail, like the Lima to uh, Cusco kind of thing is pretty easy. Yeah. Um, the most difficult place to backpack, in my opinion, is uh, that I've been so far is definitely going to be India. I mean, it's just a mess. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, normally, yeah. when I backpack, I actually don't have a cell phone yeah. plan. Really? I just go. Yeah, yeah. I you just Wi-Fi get Wi-Fi. It? Yeah. I Wi-Fi. You need Wi-Fi. Go to a cafe. Even in Colombia, uh, in the city, there would be like a square and they have Wi-Fi. So you just connect. Um, mm-hmm. but in India, that's not the case. India is the only place where I would actually get a SIM card because yeah. it's, yeah. And, it's just hard. It's just too much. And it, it's good for saving money. I mean, but as far as like, um, as far as like the best places I've been, I feel like I've, I've said every country has been my favorite country that I've been to so far. Yeah. 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 Uh, really like coming from Indiana. It's like, whoa, this is amazing. Yeah. Right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah gotcha <laughs> uh, culturally i really liked mexico uh yeah. to be able to spend it with like my mexican friends i was living with and uh you know get to see like the real side of it was was really cool yeah i mean i really liked i actually liked ecuador a lot i know a lot of people talk about colombia i personally liked ecuador a lot uh and if you can speak a bit of spanish northeastern peru outside mm-hmm. of like the typical lima to cusco kind of thing yeah. this was really cool so Maybe I sort start... of in the Andes, yeah. I wonder if I could find somebody that will speak Spanish with me, at, like during quarantine. It's like twenty minutes a day or something like that. Yeah, it's kind not a bad idea. Buff it up a little bit. I like speaking. Like when I get in a groove and I can kind of do it, <laughs> it's pretty fun. <laughs> like, no, it's it a good is hobby. fun. It's like uh, yeah. it's something that you have to build up when you first start doing it. It sucks. It's horrible. It's just like yeah. anything that's worth learning. It's like playing an instrument. Yeah, it's worth learning, but when you first do it, it's horrible, and it's yeah. so hard to keep it to build a habit out of it. But once you start doing it every day, every day, every day, you start to yeah. build on it, and then it becomes enjoyable at some point. Totally. And if you okay. don't, if it never becomes enjoyable, you never progress. But um, landscape wise, I I just actually did Vietnam, so I bought a motorbike in Ho Chi Minh, yeah. and I drove all uh, up to Hanoi. But I did like a loop around the north. Of mm-hmm. Vietnam, and I think like uh, landscape wise, this is the the by far the most beautiful place I've ever seen. Oh, uh, good! I'm ha- glad you had such a good time. Yeah, yeah the Hagiang Loop. 
Yeah, I'll That's awesome. post some pictures on Instagram. I haven't, I have like a yeah. hundred plus photos to post. You and when I interviewed David, he, I said the same thing. I was like, you guys take so many nice pictures. And when you do post, they're like really, really nice. But y'all never post your pictures. Like you are guilty of that. There's a few G Adventure guides that are very good photographers and then don't post. But you, you are particularly it's... a very good photographer. I think Thank you. your landscapes are very nice. I think your landscapes all, are very nice. It's all with the cell phone, you know. <laughs> yeah. I tried to I tried to get a, a an actual camera and carry it around, but it's just such a hassle yeah. to carry anything around with you other than just a cell phone. Yeah, um, and you get robbed easier, I think, if you have a if you have a camera camera. People just yeah, want to sure. rob you, I think. Like, yeah, I think it it's like a big tourist target kind of thing. Yes. It's a dot on your back. It, if you were to dress up like a tor- like if you're gonna do a Halloween costume, you'd definitely have like a camera around your neck. But that's just how that uh, goes. Part of the reason the- why I don't post, though, is I feel like uh, I'm not like the some sort of narcissistic person. I think that so many people post on Instagram and it's all yeah. about the ego. It's all about like, hey, look at me. Look what I'm doing. Yeah, I don't want to be this person. And the real thing is that I've noticed feedback from people, from close friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, it sort of creates a rift between you. It's like you've done all these cool things. You've done, yeah. you know, but... I don't want to show agree. off, but that's why I haven't been posting. That's that's actually. But I need 100%. to just get over that because yeah. I want to share my photos. It's not that I'm. Trying it's inspiring, to show and it inspires people. That is a hundred percent why I totally stopped posting on Facebook because we were you and I both and our friends that we met tour guiding. We were moving and doing all these amazing things, like not just for a week, like all the time for six months straight. And I did feel that too, where I felt like nobody is people are gonna get sick of this shit you know like no one's gonna like seeing this anymore so i stopped posting and then eventually instagram started to pick up and i started posting more on instagram but i have way more friends on facebook i wait still to this day still have like probably double as many friends on facebook than i do on instagram but yeah Yeah. what what were you gonna say what's crazy i was just gonna say how crazy is it that those days were so long we work like 16 hour days sometimes you know 12 16 hour days on the regular and yeah. it's, it feels like it lasts forever. And then you think back to it. I can't really, I mean, mm-hmm. if I think of a specific group, if mm-hmm. I like go into the WhatsApp and try to remember these people, yeah, I can kind of remember, but I've been mm-hmm. to so many of these places with so many different people that yeah, it's, it's all kind of a blur. to think. And back also to in it. your phone, in your phone, it like organizes it in that way. Like you can like, sometimes right. I'm looking for a photo and I'll, I'll type in like, like Arizona, for example, when I did my Arizona interview, because I really like Arizona, I had like over 2000 pictures of Arizona and it just put everybody in this, like all of my different trips. Cause we go to, we were, t- I think you and I were talking about it on one of our drives when we were driving from LA to Vegas or something. We spent a lot of time in the desert at that job, which makes sense because it doesn't rain in the summer and you know, oh. like we don't want we don't want rain when we're camping. It's nice so, being in the desert actually. For yeah. I love reason. being in the desert. Yeah. I, I never had a relationship with the desert before I started working for G Adventures. But yeah, we were like in the desert so much. But yeah, the way my phone categorizes, categorizes my pictures, sometimes it's like, it's just like this big party in the desert, like all these different groups in Vegas, all of these different like, you know, like trips Havasu, to, like Havasu, all these. And it's just the same trip over and over again with all these different Europeans. And yeah, like I can pinpoint trip. Like there are trips. Like our trip was one of the standout trips. Like trips with right. my friend Nick, trips with my friend Carson. Like those trips stand out more. I don't, I don't know. It's kind of hard to say. Some of them, it's a group. It's obviously the group. And also a hype man. Because wasn't um, 
yeah, we had Simon on our trip, our Australian friend yeah, Simon. Yeah, he did so, our job for us. Yeah, so, so <laughs> shout out to Simon. Simon actually called me the other day because he's, you know, we're just talking about quarantine. And I visited him in Brisbane when I went to Australia. But um, when you have a what, what I like to call a hype man in your trip, it could be a girl too. But they just like kind of – they do half the job for you because they keep the group like in, engaged and excited and they just like have a lot of energy. Those trips stand out the most. Like they – they're more fun when you have like a good yeah. passenger that is – Demands a lot of attention in a really good way. We what? Remember how much we listened to Shania Twain on that trip? <laughs> I feel like a woman. I still feel yeah. like a woman. <laughs> yeah, and it's nice, like when you have a music association or something like that with a particular trip. But yeah, it does all blur together. But then it's nice to just kind of like catch up with old friends and like remember how crazy it was. But that was that was. I had a great time on that trip. I don't know. That was yeah. it. also that itinerary is good. The best of the West itinerary was the best itinerary there was. It was just good, good pace, I thought. Yeah, um, definitely. Remember, I think it was that trip where Rochelle popped an entire bottle of champagne on me in front of the Vegas sign. Were you on? Was that you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I remember <laughs> yeah. that. <laughs> we, like, couldn't get it open. And she where, just uh, fucking waterfall champagne all over me. Yeah. Was what, what else? Nat and Amanda went and hiked to the yes. Rim Trail in the Grand Canyon. <laughs> They didn't do rim to rim, did they? No, 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 no. Just no. to they, the they river. Went, no, well, you might as no the rim. Oh, I think people call it rim to rim though. The the uh, South Kai Bob oh, to Bright Angel, but yeah, they, they just did that? went from Bright Angel down and back up. But remember, they got home. Yes. they got to the campsite at like nine or ten, and you were freaking out. And I Tim, was not. Tim was there. <laughs> Tim was, I was there not freaking out. Us. I was not freaking out until ten o'clock rolled around. Then I was like, fuck. And I didn't want to tell Tim, shout out to Tim if you're listening, because Tim would give me a really hard time about it. And um, because he's like a safety nut. I think Malin was there too. Yeah. And um, yeah. And then she came back from her hike and she did not care. Like she just, and she kind of ruined the whole night because it's the night we were dressing up like our USA costumes, like America. We're going to have an American barbecue. And like, and I just felt really, it'd be so morbid if we're having a party while someone's missing oh yeah that's right yeah <laughs> so we like didn't really have a fun night because people were missing but they weren't really missing remember uh nate was with her too who i, I thought was, was amazing yeah they found some third person yeah they found like nat, this other european his... nat yeah nat, he went by nat for some reason but, but they i did like end remember... up telling us that they were hiking up in the in the dark and they had they jumped over a rattlesnake because it started yes. rattling they almost stepped on a rattlesnake yeah that would have been the end of them yeah, and I wasn't really mad at Nat at all because he's so nice, <laughs> even though yeah, he's he equally did. guilty. Yeah, right. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I don't know. Things happen. But if that's the worst, like that's probably one of the worst things that's ever happened to me on one of those trips was just someone being late coming back from a hike. You know, like nothing really went that bad on any of my trips. Right. I think uh, no one ever really got hurt. Yeah. I don't know. Did you ever I have mean, anyone get really hurt? I mean, uh, no. But I've had to take people to the hospital, you know, for like, yeah, I had one, one woman broke her foot on the panorama trail and then she finished it. She started yeah. like a mile and she broke her foot and then she did the whole thing. And I had to take her to the hospital. Yeah. And um, I can't remember. But then the next but like I got home, I got back to the hotel at like midnight and then I had mm-hmm. to drive to Vegas the next day. So it was from Bishop yep. to Vegas. 
That was horrible. That's a good drive. Yeah. yeah, we did a lot of shit we shouldn't have done, but it's over now. Going to the hospital is always at night because they they don't they're like embarrassed and they don't want to tell you that they need help, and then they wait till like after dinner to be like, I my toes are purple. <laughs> like, I you also breathe. don't have time. You don't have time yeah. to go. No, there's no time to go. Even, yeah. Yeah. My very, very first trip, we had to reroute to take a girl to the hospital. In, um, and we stayed at some random-ass campsite in the middle of nowhere in Texas because we had to take her to the hospital. And we also had to find somewhere to sleep near the hospital because we couldn't – like, where we were going was nowhere near a hospital. It was pretty gnarly on my very first trip. So, I Southern don't know. Southern Cross, yeah. Yeah, Southern Cross. They don't do those anymore. It's done. Thank it's over. God. I like cross-country trips. I think that's what it's about. If you come to the U.S., you got to do a cross-country trip. That is what it's you do. It's pretty crazy, actually, seeing, like, the different cultures starting in California yes. and ending in, like, Georgia or something. It's Yeah. it's a, And it's, like, the thing about it's America. Two, it's several different countries within yes. one country. Yes. And that's a little bit about, you know, that's, like, the podcast, pretty much interviewing one friend from all 50 states. But a lot of things that are stereotypical that you expect, check out. Like, you know, like you like are going to Texas and you have this idea of what Texas is and you get there and it is that. Like it is cowboy hats and boots and barbecue. I mean, it's and a lot Western of other things Texas too. Texas is only oil and there's yes. so much oil industry. Oh my gosh. And you just drive and drive and drive and drive and it's just oil field after oil field after yeah. oil field. And New Mexico is creepy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? It is you gotta watch your weird. Yeah, I don't think I have a friend from New Mexico. I can't think of anyone. Gonna have to find one. Anything else you want to add? So you are gonna ride this out. You're not coming home. You're just gonna like for another month. You're just gonna stay on stay there. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> uh, I found a pretty cheap place with a kitchen, so I've been cooking. Yeah. Um, are I people recently... social? Do you have like? Can you like? You can't go to the bar though. No, I mean, yeah, I'm okay actually. I just yeah. bought a laptop. And are you writing or anything? Or are you gonna? What are you gonna do with your computer? Edit some photos. Yeah, uh, I guess I gotta <laughs> upload all my photos. Yeah, I, I don't know. I might play some games just to kill time. Yeah. I just uh, I've been practicing yoga. Yeah. Going to the beach, getting my tan on. Is there a elevation that co- uh, Krabby, like, can you climb up and down? I think that this is probably the coolest place for rock climbing in the world. Just looking around, there's so many, like, uh, limestone things to climb, but... Don't get hurt. And, uh, the national parks are closed, unfortunately. I tried mm-hmm. to do a hike the other day, and I couldn't go because it was closed, but... For our listeners, yeah. when I ran a trip with James, James would be the kind of person that, like, in the very, very early morning, he would look really, really far away at some mountain peak that's, like, way out of reach. And he'd be like, do you think I could climb to the top of that before we need to leave? And I'd be like, no. <laughs> I'd be like, can you, can you not, dude? There's a few places in mind that I'm still thinking of. That I'm, uh, the exact moment I'm talking about is – right before uh like outside parker when we stayed on the arizona border on the colorado river yeah you you sleep on the grass there yeah like have a suit and you like just like look off like so far i think you actually went for it and you like disappeared for like 40 minutes just like climbing around on the rocks yeah that was the one right next to camp but there's there's one like in the distance with an american flag on top so you know that you can get up there 
Yeah, because right. somebody else has gone up there. Right. Remember how the, the dog? One... Do you remember how They're the donkeys going... would would like call all night when we stayed oh, there? So annoying. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. There, there were wild donkeys, you know. Yeah, they're, they're like burrows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah, I know. The worst part about that was trying to sleep in a hundred plus degree heat. Started just sleeping outside a lot more. That yeah, was the only place I, mean, I would set up my hammock because yes, it was so yes. hot. There's nowhere to be, Ugh. or just pass out on the grass somewhere. Ugh. Mm. They, yeah, it's not safe you can't to... sleep have someone sleep in a hundred degree heat and then have them drive the next day like eight hours to los angeles no yeah. they had me stuck on the hotel trips i actually prefer the camping trips i do too they're just more fun it's different now because they don't have partners anymore it's driver and it's not the same obviously yeah. i really don't know what's gonna happen i don't think anybody does it's a it's a big moment <laughs> human yeah. history like this is this is gonna rattle some rules things are gonna get changed or not i mean the worst thing that could happen is that nothing changes right like right. we come out of this and everything stays the same like that's that's the worst scenario so i hope that there's some enlightened enlightenment that comes at the end of this when you're practicing Fingers your yoga crossed. are you are you using like videos as resources or are you just doing your own thing because you studied yoga yeah, that's something I forgot to mention that I did the yoga teacher training in India. But yeah I, yeah, I don't really watch videos. I just do my own thing. Yeah, I went to some classes back before they shut down all the classes here. Yeah. And it kind of got me back into it, which I'm happy about. It was yeah. super hard to practice uh, working mm-hmm. at this job. It kind of completely got me out of it. <laughs> I quit coffee. Yeah. Oh, you I've did? Hardcore cup. Co- well, for a week. Uh-huh. It's so hard. It's literally the most addictive thing. Yeah. The um, routine. The routine. So and I, like I the, would drink it every single day too much. The cer- then... It's almost like a ceremony, like, I think. But yeah. Yeah, but it, it it's, yeah, it's really hard to quit. But it's it's really good for yoga because you're able to actually center your mind a lot better. Meditation is so much easier without coffee. I actually Good haven't point. drink. I haven't been drinking alcohol for about a month or yeah. doing anything, actually. It's like yeah. one of the first times I've actually quit caffeine, cannabis, and, and, alcohol. and alcohol together. Oh, wow. Yeah. Trifecta. Yeah. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. This is the time to do it. I mean, why not? I think it's a slippery slope if you start drinking a lot in court in this situation. Sure, I'm not really, sure. I'm not drinking. I'm, I got drunk at a birthday party about two Wednesdays ago. And I was like, the like one of the last people at the party. And the host of the party was like, Klein. She's like, get off the call. <laughs> like I was like not paying attention. And they're like, just leave, go to bed. And I'm like, oh, okay. I was like at this party like way, way too long. <laughs> I was there for like five hours <laughs> at this Zoom party. But like, yeah, it's weird. Are you Zooming at all? Everybody's Zooming in the States. Everybody's on a Zoom call like every day or every other day. Are you doing that? No, I'm not doing it. Yeah. It's fun, but it's also exhausting because you can't really – talk like it's hard to have a conversation because there's so many people right but and and somebody's always cutting out and it's like yeah after about like 20 minutes you're like ah you can't really do it anymore no i just but, mostly keep in touch with snapchat yeah good i'll keep that in mind all right feel good i think you did a great job thank you oh thank you <laughs>